0: As medical workers and scientists continue to fight COVID-19 on the front lines, robots have been deployed to perform more menial tasks in an effort to combat the virus. But what are they doing and how are they doing it? Stick around. Hey everyone, welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp and I'm here with Keith Shaw, the co-founder of Robotics Data. Keith, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks, Julia. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here again.
0: Yes, and Keith has joined us before. We'll link the um, video that we've done with Keith previously in our description. But before we sort of launch into the specifics, it seems pretty obvious that these tasks that robots are performing, it makes sense for them to perform because they are robots. They're not humans. They can't catch and transmit a virus. So can you tell me a little bit about some of the tasks tasks that robots have been performing in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic and why they're so well-suited to do these things?
1: Yeah, what we're seeing a lot of these days are uh, uh, robotics companies that have uh, autonomous mobile robots that can move around a location. And then what they also do is they put a a ultraviolet light kind of disinfection um, tower on top of it. And what, the, what these companies will do is they can disinfect a large area just by kind of, you know, flooding the whole room with, with ultraviolet light. And um, studies have shown that that can actually kill uh, a bunch of different uh, types of viruses, including COVID-19. Um, so we're seeing a, a large acceleration in companies. Now, there were a bunch of companies that were doing this before the pandemic hit. Um, and they were well suited because as soon as this thing hit, then they were like, hey, everybody, we've got this stuff. Um, So I've seen companies like um, Blue Ocean uh, Robotics, which their division is called UVD uh, Robots, and they're out in in Denmark, but they've just exploded in terms of of the number of deployments and installations that they've done. But we're also seeing now new startups in the the market um, that are offering that disinfection uh, capabilities. But we're also seeing uh, an increase in the number of companies that have cleaning robots um, so if if you have a floor cleaner, uh, and then suddenly it can now become it can now work autonomously, uh, without kind of a human driver, uh, those those companies are, are are seeing a lot of great interest. Uh, we're seeing smaller pockets. We've seen some some telecommunications or telepresence robots that uh, also. You know, are, are able to be put into hospitals and nursing care centers so that uh, family members can talk with the patients and things like that. Hospitals obviously have always been uh, on the forefront of robots um, doing different tasks and things like that. So, uh, but then even in the supply chain, we're still seeing a lot of, of robots that are helping uh, kind of restore the supply chain. Cause I think uh, with the panic buying that happened in March, you saw the supply chain just kind of vanish for a lot of different products. And as the economy kind of uh, develops again and we start seeing more, uh, you know, the kind of getting back to a normal normal sense, you're seeing robots meet that demand as companies change their procedures to make sure that the ro- the workers that are allowed to come back uh, are are kept safe. So that's why we're seeing, uh, you know, we're seeing steady growth in, in that space as well.
0: It seems like there's sort of two facets or two main categories of robots being used right now. It seems like in the situation, for example, in e-commerce for, you know, um, taking inventory, that's something that's been happening. It's especially useful now because, like you mentioned, there isn't an employee that needs to be there and risking their health. But it also seems like there's this newer, perhaps, use case in which, like you mentioned, that robots are being used to clean and to sanitize. And I'm wondering if the coronavirus pandemic has forced some robotics companies to change course and adapt existing robots to the situation, or are these robots that have just always existed and now there's a huge opportunity and a huge demand for them?
1: I think it's the latter point. I think more companies are, are just looking at opportunities of how can they get some customers and uh, a lot of companies in the autonomous mobile robot space. So let's take, for example, uh badger technologies. They have a, uh, a robot called Marty that you may have seen in the Stop and Shop in the New England area, and this and this robot was a spill detecting robot. Um, their whole value proposition was: you're going to go in around the grocery store, you're looking for spills because you don't want customers to fall on the floor and sue the grocery store, and you don't want them to get injured. Uh, so this this could this robot could detect a spill on the floor and then alert someone to clean it up. Uh, what we're seeing them now—they are now talking about some other capabilities of of adding a scanner to the robot so that it can go up and down the aisles and scan grocery shelves to say what what's out of stock and you know that kind of thing. There are two companies, uh, Bostonova Robotics and Simbi Robotics, that do that. That's their main focus is to scan aisles and tell uh, alert store employees, "Hey, you're out of toilet paper or you're out of." Um, I'll use the word cocoa puffs again. I know we used that in our last video. Um, so you're, you those types of robots, I think they will are are now looking at the growth of other types of robots such as these disinfection robots and these cleaning robots and going, hey, we've already got this in you know our in our robot. Can we add another feature and maybe provide more value for these deployments? Um, the only problem is is that, is that taking these new functions and features it's not just like you could just grab a brick and just put it on there's a lot of integration and there's software that has to go into it so what, what we are seeing though is is like if you were a robot like if you were a mobile robot that was helping move things from point a to point b and you weren't getting a lot of traction then maybe if you popped on a uh, uvc tower Um, Maybe you would get some more integration. I'm just seeing a lot of more startups that are are just in that cleaning and and, and disinfection space. But a lot of companies are pivoting because they are seeing the opportunity, but I don't think it's forcing them to. I just think that they're seeing an opportunity and, and chasing that down.
0: Sure. So now is really, obviously, a very worthwhile time to invest in these technologies. And even though, like you mentioned, it might require some work on the back end, updating software, what have you, it's a very worthwhile investment because where are these robots being deployed? And is it a popular thing? Are they everywhere? Is it widespread?
1: I, I probably don't think that they're everywhere, but I haven't really left my house in a couple of months. <laughs> Um, I've, I'm seeing things in grocery stores and, uh, they're moving, they're moving more from the back of the, of the, of the building into the front. So you'll probably, you know, you're seeing more in grocery stores. Uh, if you go to the airport, you're probably going to see some in the airport, uh, large areas. Uh, I think I saw a video the other day of, of somewhat of a, of a little tiny robot cleaning the Florida casino that had reopened. I think a lot of these companies that got shut down, they realized, Hey, we've got a we've got to meet some new requirements in order to reopen and cleaning and disinfecting is one of those, those areas. So I think you saw, you know, you're seeing those companies that want to stay open and want to, you know, generate revenue again, they're looking into some of these, these new areas. Um, so I think once the general population is sort of gets back into the swing of things, then you'll start seeing more robots in, in retail uh, grocery stores uh, but they've always been in, in, in warehouses and distribution centers. that never went away. Uh, you'll probably see even more of those. And then, and then as companies, if they haven't invested in robots yet, they'll you know they're already behind uh, in terms of deploying new robots. They really got to get on the ball and start deploying those for e-commerce fulfillment purposes
0: so often i hear the sort of perhaps at times overblown statement that you know robots are coming to take human jobs and we've talked a bit about about this in our previous video in which we basically said or you basically said you know a robot is good for taking inventory but it's not good for stocking the shelves and it's not good obviously at anything that requires you know deep thinking and innately human skills inherently human skills so I'm wondering if this is a case of that sort of robots replacing humans or is this or is robot use during the coronavirus pandemic, a case of robots supplementing human work so humans can do something more pressing?
1: Yeah, I think the message of, of robots augmenting humans and, and workers is still there. Um, I don't think that that um, I don't I don't think the message has changed a little bit. I was always worried when we would be talking about the robots stealing jobs, uh, uh, scenario. Over the last couple of years, it was always, well, you, you know, unemployment's down at 3%, so it's a much easier message to pitch to say, don't worry about it. Unemployment's low. Uh, you know, these are these are taking the jobs. That, uh, th- these are replacing tasks of that whole dirty, dull, and dangerous, where the robot is doing something that, A, a human doesn't want to do, or B, um, it's too dangerous for them to do. Now that the unemployment rate is up to you know that 10% area, I, I was wondering if well maybe there are some jobs that humans want. You know, there's a job that needs to be done, and a human is okay to take that job if it's if it's dull. Um, I haven't necessarily seen that yet. Uh, I still think we're in that phase of you know, we'll, we'll, the robots will do the jobs, um, but they're not taking. I, I still don't think that they're taking them away.
0: I'm curious too about what the robotics industry and roboticists in general have been thinking. I think roboticists may be um, perhaps more able to look at a problem such as the coronavirus pandemic and say more than the average person, hey, I can solve this problem with a robot and this is how, but obviously robotics deployment and development is not something that happens you know, over the over the span of March until now. And I'm wondering what sort of strides the robotics community could make or have made in perhaps proof of concepts for robots specifically suited to the coronavirus pandemic and what may come of them in the next few months to a year.
1: Yeah, I think we're still probably a year to two years away from seeing um, some big, uh, either new robots or new companies, uh, new advances that, that specifically attack problems that came up during this pandemic. Um, one of, you know, a lot of the earlier proof of concepts that people came out with from the robotics and the academic research areas were like, how can we do mass testing of people just to detect? Because people, you know, they would they would have long lines of people, in, you know, like in a drive-through setting, but you still needed a human, uh, either a nurse or, or someone else to take that swab and either I don't, mouth or nose or something. Um, and, and someone was suggesting, well, why don't we have a robot that, you know, has an arm or, you know, and then it just kind of comes up to you at, at the car and then you can swab yourself and put it into a, a packet and keep it, you know, keep it clean and sterile and do the testing that way so that you're not putting a, a, another worker in danger. So I, we saw a lot of proof of concepts, but like you said, it, this doesn't happen overnight. I'm thinking that there were, there's probably going to be a wave of innovation a year from now where roboticists or, or advances will be like, okay, we, we messed this up. We, you know, we put a lot of people in danger. How can a robot change that? So uh, there's currently a lot of thinking going on. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of research happens in the next couple of years to address some of the problems that came up this time around. And again, with that, with that goal of preventing it from happening again or preventing, you know, delays or whatever.
0: Yeah. I'm wondering too what this means for the robotics industry going forward. If in some cases companies have taken one of their existing products and adapted it to the current needs, is that then delaying that specific robot's, you know, future plans once the coronavirus pandemic has ended?
1: Uh, it, it all depends on how long people think that this is gonna last and whether if you know, and again, if if there's someone holding a bag of money going, we want your robot to do disinfection, there's a lot of places that that will need kind of a, a an upgraded disinfection uh, kind of protocol. I was talking to the the CEO of, of UB UV, of UVD robots, and and initially his his that whole company was just about cleaning hospital rooms. Their whole initial approach, this is before the pandemic hit, was their their whole goal was to create a robot that could clean a room to prevent hospital acquired infections. It's called H-I- HAI. Um, so, so many times you go into the hospital and you don't, and you're, you know, you're cured from whatever you went into the hospital with, but then you acquire another infection and that gets you even sicker. Um, and it's usually because rooms aren't properly cleaned after someone either leaves or comes in. So that's why they, they, they invented this robot. After the pandemic now, not only are they in hospitals, but then they were getting phone calls from office buildings, from stadiums, from libraries, from all these public areas. You know, hey, how can we how can we keep this stuff clean? So in their case, they're you know, they're just growing leaps and bounds. They'll continue to, to do it. Once the pandemic goes over, you're still going to have people that want that. Um, so. I think wherever the money is is where you're going to see these robot companies. Um, so maybe they might not move back to that other area, but then other companies will come in and fill that gap. I mean, Amazon bought Kiva robots in 2012 and took off robots from that market, and now we have you know more than 50 companies that do the same thing or similar things to to what what Kiva was doing. So there there will always be more robot companies that you know will try to solve these problems.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Keith. I really appreciate you calling in and joining me before I let you go. Do you have sort of any closing thoughts, any expectations for where the robotics industry is going to be going, you know, even after the coronavirus pandemic, I'll hand it over to you for.
1: Uh, Yeah. All of the, all of the data that we're seeing is uh, that, you know, once this is over, um, you know, growth will continue in in these certain market segments, Uh, the same problems we had before will still be there. Uh, You'll still see robots in agriculture. You'll still see them in transportation. You'll still see, you know, you'll still see robot delivery vehicles that are delivering pizzas and and other types of goods. Uh, You'll still have that last mile logistics problem of, of, of reducing labor. In that last mile of your package delivery, so you know the problems will still be there. But I think because of what's happened during this pandemic, and maybe people have seen more and more robots doing these types of tasks, they'll they'll be a little bit more accepting and go, oh yeah, of course a robot's doing that, and it'll become a, it'll become more and more mainstream. I mean, I, there's there's probably articles every day where I'm just talking, you know, just seeing that we're now in the mainstream of robotics. So um, acceptance is there uh, more so than it was even two years ago. Um, but then anybody that can predict what's going to happen at this point, I, like, I'm like. i not going to make any other predictions. <laughs> anybody that tells you that they know when this is going to end, they're wrong too, or they're just guessing, or they're just hoping.
0: <laughs> That's so true. Well, thank you so much, Keith. I really appreciate it once again for you calling in and joining us. Thanks, Juliet. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you liked this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. If you hit the bell icon in the corner, you'll be notified every single time we post a new video. If you have any questions about robots being deployed during the coronavirus pandemic or otherwise, other use cases, please let us know in the comments below. I'll get back to you or I'll get back to you on Keith's behalf. Thanks again for watching and I'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.